morning. You may be seated. That's powerful. Hallelujah. The great I am. We get to worship the great I am. We get to sing praises to the great I am's name. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that so amazing that you and I, we know ourselves, we know who we are, we know what we deal with in ourselves, and yet he still loves us so much that he lets us worship him the way that he does. If you've got your Bible, I want to invite you to turn with me over to the book of John. John 15 is where we're going to be, and this morning I came in, the guys asked me, what is, what's it called this morning? And I was, I was kind of wrestling with it and struggling, and you see what it's called, the essentials of the journey, pain. And then we sit down, the very first song, if you got pain, he's a pain taker. Isn't that amazing how God works? God is absolutely good. He, he uses us, he uses us to create what he desires in each uh, one of our lives, through life. He uses life. He uses this, this thing called life to create this masterpiece. I mean, you, you don't think about yourself that way too often, but you are a masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. You are exactly who God intended you to be, and He's still molding and shaping and making you into exactly who you're supposed to be. In this journey that we're all on, this Christian walk, this, this process of being made into the image of His Son. And that's what you're on as a believer. And I think a lot of times you say, why don't we talk about that all the time? Because so many people don't think about it like that. They think about it like, hey, I got this Jesus, I'm just adding Him. It's, it's kind of like a buffet line. Thanksgiving, no, most of us didn't go out to eat somewhere. We went to what was a buffet. It was on, on a parent's countertop or somewhere. It's just all this food. And most people view their Christianity, their religious part of who they are. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you get the dressing, whether you put the gravy on top or the purple stuff on top, Jesus is just the purple stuff. He's just the added. He's just the extra. He's, he's well, I'll take some of that also. I'll, I'm looking at all the options that this world has to offer. And, hey, you're telling me Jesus will make my life better? You're, you're telling me Jesus is good for me? I'll have some of that also. For many, that's exactly what Christianity is. So you're telling me a little bit of Jesus make things all better. No. Yes, for eternity, Jesus will make things all better. But life's still going to happen. Things are, are, are I, I was, it's kind of funny, and I'll say this, and I've thought about this when I left home. My very first mortgage payment is due. And y'all are like, are you kidding me? My very first mortgage payment is due. It's like due right now. Like right now, I think it's the, whatever, December the 1st, it's due. And I, was, I literally rode to church thinking, I only got 359 more. Isn't that awesome? I mean, that is so cool. And I was like, you know, if I do this month after month after month and count them things down, I mean, that's going to be a lot of counting, isn't it? I mean, y'all been doing it a long time. My very first one is due. I don't know why I'm talking. I don't even remember. Pain, pain. Bills continue to come. I, I leave and I headed south and I went down and I ate all that stuff and I came back and I opened the mailbox. And guess what's due? But I got Jesus. 
I thought it all was supposed to be gone when I got Jesus. I thought things were supposed to be better. I thought it's supposed to be happily ever after. Remember? That's what a lot of people's concept of their... Listen, I trusted this Jesus and I'm still sick. I trusted this Jesus and, and my relationship is no better. Bills still come. It's life. God uses this life to transform us. Jesus didn't uh, save us out of this world. We're left in this world to live it, to walk through it. But as we're walking through it, His hands never leave us. One of the cool things about John, there's so many different ways to look at John 15 with Jesus being the vine and uh, we're the branches and the Father's the vine dresser. As I think about the pain, as I think about the process of being pruned. You know, that's what many of you that are, are uh, out there and you have gardens or you have berry or fruit bushes or things. Now's the time of year or sometime is the time of year. I think it's now to where you're, you're either pinching, pinching flowers off or you're clipping limbs off or you're cutting it back all together. And why do you do that? So it'll grow better next year. So more fruit will be produced next year let me ask you a question we're toward the end of 2020 and yes 2020 was insane I admit it it was different nobody this time last year we were we never dreamed it nobody would have guessed this one nobody would have said yeah 2020 is going to be worldwide pandemic shutdown businesses are going to close we're, things are going to be totally different you would have laughed me and anybody else who would have said it off the stage but guess what it's here and we've almost completed it. We've almost finished 2020. How's your Christian walk? Are you more like Christ today than when you were this time last year? You know, you get to the end of the year. We're here, you know what we're trans... We're, we, the music will change. The message will change. It'll go toward that baby. It'll go toward the birth. You know that's where we're headed. We're headed to Christmas. We're headed toward the baby being born. That's what we'll talk about. That's, that will be our conversation for the next several weeks. But right now, listen, look back over 2020. Are you growing in Christ? Is your relationship with Christ seriously growing through the pruning through the pain of 2020, for me it was different. Lose family members. Just, just it's, it's real. Life is real. But are we allowing it to change us? Are we allowing it to transform us? And again, it's, an, it's something, and I say it with that word, allow. Guys, you've got to allow the Spirit of God to transform you. You can resist Him and rebel against Him and say no to Him and stay right where you are. Or you can say, all right, Lord, do with me. Do something radical in me. And, and I know here, let me, let me say this also as a side note. I'm catching many of you well along your journey. See, I'm brand new, what, month or so? And you, you say, Brother Shannon, you come in here and act like we just got saved yesterday. Well, salvation should feel that fresh. It should be that wow. Don't lose the wow of your salvation. You're, you're 
Your passion for Jesus should feel this morning like, good morning, Jesus. I did. I woke up. I'm ready to see rain in Northport. I still haven't seen rain in Northport. I'm going to see some rain today. But what are we doing with this? What are we doing with 2020? What are we doing with our journey? What are we doing with it? Are we growing? Are you growing? Do you want to grow? You got to want to grow. I want you to look at John chapter 15. You know these verses. Many of you have these verses memorized. Many of them. Let's pray. Holy Spirit of God, speak to us right now. God, show us what you're doing. Show us the process. Show us how you use even pain. Lord, to... Bring us to that place to continue, Lord. It's not, we don't get to a place. We, we continue day after day becoming and being made into something different than what we are. Lord, because in our flesh we are weak. In our flesh we're rebellious. In our flesh we, Lord, we don't choose right. Lord, as you take the wrong out and you take the evil out and you take the, those that don't build up, those attitudes, those feelings, those emotions, those outbursts, as you replace them, Lord, as you cut that out and you replace it with what honors and glorifies you, God, something amazing happens. We are changed. Lord, change us. Change us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says in John chapter 15, Jesus says, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Very important. I'm the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. Jesus used the things around him to teach simple, everyday, fundamental Christian truths of his kingdom. He's walking, he's literally walking with his disciples toward Gethsemane, toward Calvary, toward death. And he looks around and he sees a grove, he sees these grapes. And he uses what he sees around him to teach simple principles that still apply to us today. Every branch in me, listen to this church. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. If it's not edifying, if it's not building up, if it's not working for the kingdom, he's going to remove it. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it. Pruning hurts. Pruning is pain. Pruning is tearing away something that is perfectly fine sitting there. It's not hurting nothing. It is, it is not just grafted in. It has grown in from the beginning. And he prunes it. He cuts it off. That it bears more. God does it for a purpose. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. 
how is your fruit? And let me stop there, because every time inside of a church when you hear a fruit sermon, you think about evangelism, you think about outreach, you think about, hey, am I sharing the gospel with my neighbors, with my coworkers, with my family, and you really cut it off because you're not a seminary trained graduate, you don't have a doctor, you don't have a master's, you don't have all of that stuff, you don't stand on stage, you don't, you're not teaching a Sunday school class, hey, hold on now, brother, I'm not called to that fruit stuff. That's what you do. That's what happens. I, I, listen, I'm not a fruit bearer because I, I can't talk to somebody. Take the Moses. I don't know what to say. I don't understand. I don't have the right words. Fruit is not just sharing your faith. Fruit is not just how many people have come to know Christ because you told them about Jesus. No, fruit, Galatians tells us. Galatians, I'll read it. Don't turn, I'll read it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Most of you women have that hung somewhere in your kitchen or somewhere around your house. The fruit of the Spirit. And yet when the preacher says fruit, how is your fruit? How is your walk? Are you producing fruit? You immediately shut your heart off because you say, Oh my, he's fixing to ask me to go somewhere far, far away. And I am too scared to do that. No. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. I always miss one. Listen, that is a spiritual thing that inside of us we don't naturally love. We don't naturally have joy. We don't naturally, we're not naturally peacemakers. Because we have one thing on our heart as human beings and it's me. We're me-centric. We're me. The first words my kids learned, and they're no different than your kids, was me. Mine. You got to share. No. Mine. I worked for it. It's mine. I unwrapped it. It's mine. Mine. And what do you start doing at a very young age of your children? You start teaching them to share. What does God start teaching us to do? That, look, we hold things loosely because they're not mine. God transforms us. And guys, it hurts. Sometimes God has to hurt you to get your attention. Sometimes God really has to hurt you to get your attention. I've said it. 2020 should have got a, got, I almost said Exo Baptist Church. 2020 should have got Chapel Hill Baptist Church's attention. 2020 should have woke us up. Don't say it can't happen. Don't say, well, it will, oh, that'll never happen here. I'm an American. Where's the American flag? There it is. I'm an American. It'll never come here. Yeah, it is. These are my freedoms. I fought for those freedoms. Yes, you did. Sorry. See, we, uh, we're Americans and we hold on to American. Don't take my American freedoms away. What about your Christian? What about the freedom in Christ? Well, I don't think much about that. That doesn't, doesn't affect me much. That doesn't mean nothing to me. That, that's that preacher stuff. I'm, I'm good as long as I am free. Keep reading. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Guys, I'm not a great preacher. I wish I could bring out the truths. I wish I could bring out the deep 
theological truth that is so important that Jesus is unpacking here for his followers and for us. Look at verse 5. I'm the vine and you're the branches. It's pretty simple. This is, this is how it works. I'm the vine and you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's pretty clear. You want to do something spiritually? Abide in Christ. Well, what does it mean to abide in Christ? You walk with Him. You allow the, you allow the vine that we're hooked into to flow through us. I don't have a tree. I need a tree. Wendy, come be a tree. She knows she's going to be a tree this morning. This is not. Some of you wives are saying, there ain't no way. Two minutes before Wendy walked in the sanctuary, I said, guess what? You're going to be a tree. She was already in the parking lot. Listen, Jesus, hold your arm out. Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. We've got to allow Christ to, to, to grow through us. Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. We've got to abide in Christ. Just stand there. I'm going to need you a while today. We gotta, we gotta walk with him. We gotta spend time with him. We gotta, we gotta pray. We wake up, good morning, Jesus, and we go to bed, night, night, Jesus. Well, all through the day, Lord God, I, I want to be used by you. God, I, I pray that you would help me to take yesterday's sermon, that whole abiding sermon. Lord, I want to walk closer to you. I want every bit of you to go out through me. I want all that you are to be transforming everything that I am, Lord. Please do that in me. Please do that in me. Abide in Christ. How is your abiding? Is it, a, is it a maybe on a Sunday morning? Are you a two-time-a-week abider? Sunday and Wednesday? Pat yourself on the back. You're a super spiritual Christian. Some of you don't come back on Wednesday night. Shame on you. Every single one of you that does not come back on Wednesday night because somewhere in your brain you've said, you've chosen, I've got all of Him I need, all of Jesus that I need. Come back on Wednesday night. I'm much better. You should see Him on Wednesday night. You're not getting it on just Sunday morning. Imagine eating one time a week. I hope you all starve to death spiritually. Come back. Some of you are sitting there saying, I don't care what he says or the one before him says or the one we're fixing to get after him says. I ain't coming because I do what I want to do. But imagine if you got out of God's way what he could do. Because it says very clearly at the end, apart from me you can do nothing. Oh, now, preacher, you don't know what I'd do. Let me tell you what you can do without Jesus. You can be a, an amazing mama, an amazing daddy. You can be a great employee, a great employer. You can be an amazing student. 
You can get through this world and, and, and you can get all the attaboys. You can get all the pat on the backs. You can be the top of your class, the, the number one salesman in your company. You can have the biggest and the greatest and the best. And you will have missed Jesus altogether. And the Bible clearly says, what profits a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can convince the world that you're somebody, but apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you hear that? So if you're doing right now, and, and, and the world around you is saying, Wow, you're somebody. You're amazing. And you're doing it without Jesus. Guess what you're doing spiritually? Nothing. That's what the Bible says. For apart from me, you can't do anything. Keep reading. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. You know, there's a, over in Corinthians, there's an, Paul gives a description of, of our works and it's going to pass through the the test. Let's see if they're going to be burned up as wood, hay, and stubble. Or it's going to pass into eternity. My fear for so many is that we do a lot of things that will not make it into eternity. We busy ourselves with good things. We busy ourselves with busy things. We busy ourselves with things that the world applauds. But what does God think of those things? What does God think? If you abide in me, verse 7, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. For my Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. So prove and be my disciples. Chapter 15, verse 1. Go back up to the beginning. I am the, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit is taken away, and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes so that it may bear more fruit. Guys, in the Christian journey, there's pain. In the Christian walk, there's pain. Pain is sometimes God tears things from us. Have you ever had a job torn from you? You know, in our mind, we're like, oh, well, I should have had that, or I lost my job, or I did this. Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for the good. We do not serve. You do not serve an accidental God. You don't serve a God who accidentally does things. There is no accident that's ever happened to you. It was by the sovereign will of God that life happened. And God is using your life to transform and mold you. He's the vine and we're the branches and God is the vine dresser. Pain is real. Life is real. And I saw this last night as I went to bed. I saw this. 
I didn't see Wendy standing on the stage patiently like this. I went home this morning after prayer and I got this. I just got a bunch of tools. You know, God is the vine dresser. What do we do with these things right here? God takes these, I ain't going to cut you, but God takes, hold your arm out. God takes these things and he prunes and he, he snips and sometimes it hurts, guys. And see, I ain't a good preacher. I wish I was better. I wish you were seeing that the stuff he's cutting out is the stuff we like. The stuff, God, see, this, one's, this one you can kind of reach high. You, you can be way over here, and there's a lot of times God cuts and He prunes stuff, and, and we're, we feel like we're all alone, and we feel like there's no way. Where in the world is God at in all of this? Have you ever gone through life like that? Have you ever gone through a trial? Have you ever gone through a situation to where there's no way God is anywhere in the middle of this? Why? Because He feels like He's miles away, but guess what? He's using it, and He's pruning Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches, and God is pruning, and He's taking away things. But sometimes He feels like He's far, far away. There's other times He feels like, okay, I thank you there, Lord. And, and God gets a little closer, and He's up here. But here's the one I really had to go home earlier and dig to find. Because this is the one I want you to see. And this is why I called my wife up here and not Casey up here. Because when God is pruning, this is what He's doing. I love you. And this is what He's doing. Guys, at no point, no matter how much pain, no matter how painful, God's hand, the vine dresser, is all over us. And He is, he is getting rid of the things that He doesn't want but his hands are intimately aware and he is getting rid of the bad stuff, the bad attitudes, the things that nobody else knows about. And he's gently and intimately with his hands all over us saying, look, I love you this much. And I'm transforming you. I am the vine and you are the branches. You're abiding in me and there's stuff in there that the vine dresser has got to come and he's got to clip it out. But he's not an absent God. He's not a God that, that sends his workers over there to prune us. God is not a God who is going to say, hey, go fix her. No, God is a God who, who, who has the pruners in his hand. And the whole time he's got his hands all over us, and he says, and he's just he's just making us into the image of his son. And it hurts. It hurts. Life hurts. Situations hurt. Events hurt. Things hurt. But it's for our good. Don't run from pain. In the middle of it, where you at, Lord? Life's happening to some of you right now. Let me tell you where God is. Come out here so, the, so everybody can see it. Come right here. Come right here. You know where God's at in the middle of your pain right now? God is right here and He's got His arms all over you. And He is just, look, this is for your good. You know who we don't see? We don't see God with His hands all over us. 
We don't see this. You know what we feel? We feel, ouch! Ouch! Everybody say it together. Ouch! And what do we do? We don't want it no more. But instead we should say, thank you Jesus Thank you, God, because you've promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And in the middle of the storm, you're transforming us into the image of yourself. And I don't need this in my life right now. And God's taking it out. God's taking it out. Apart from me, you can't do nothing. Don't run from the pain. Guys, we spend so much time running. We spend so much time complaining. We spend so much time. Woe is me. Oh, me. Let me tell you something about 2020. We all went through it together. You didn't go through 2020 on an island all by yourself. We went with it with you. We was right there beside you. We understand it. We know what it's like. We know what coming out of it's going to be like together. We're all in this thing together. And God is, God is taking stuff off of us. And, and sometimes, sometimes He has to get the big cutters out. First church I was at, I literally brought the chainsaw out. True story. It's on YouTube somewhere. Sometimes God has Get the big ones out. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, that one's been there a long time. You've been, you've been going with it for a long time. It's a secret one. You say, I do this because it's, uh, hey, I'm like this because I'm a, I'm a Moses. I'm like this because I'm a Jones. I'm like this because I'm a name your last name. My granny was like, you should have met her. Well, if your granny was like that, she was hateful too. If your granny was like that, she was just as messed up as you are. And I pray that you get it out of you before it's too late. What is fruit? What is fruit? He's the vine. We're the branches. Fruit is when we let Christ... Flow through us. Fruit is when we allow the vine of Christ to flow through everything. I'm not just talking on Sunday. And some of you are going to show up on Wednesday just out of guilt. You're just going to show up because the preacher told you to. And made you feel bad about it. That's no reason to come to church if you're here just because it's a social club or a country club or this is my church. You come to church because it's your church? No, it's not. We laugh. We know it's true. We come to church because you know what? There's other vines, there's other branches, there's other like-minded believers that I can... I can join with, and I can worship with, and I can cry with, and I can go through the pain with, and I can, I can live life with. And when I don't get, when I'm not around them, I miss them. 
I miss this. We miss this. We interlocked. Yeah, yeah, uh, husband and wife on this earth, but eternally brothers and sisters in Christ because of Christ alone, Jesus only, has, has us. Jesus is the vine, and we're the branches in church. We, we need one another, and, and when, you, when you get away, I mean, there's so much there. Don't miss Jesus. What's he doing in you right now? Y'all give her a hand. She didn't know any of that was going to happen. I didn't either. Guys, verse 5. I am the vine and you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, You can do nothing. Are you abiding in Christ? You can fake it. You can play it. We can use, those of you that's out there, we can use, hey, it's COVID and I don't feel safe to come into the building. We can use every excuse in the book. Listen, there'll be another good excuse soon. Not downplaying it one bit. People have gotten sick. People have died. Not downplaying it one bit. But what's the next excuse going to be? I don't like the music. I don't like the preacher. I don't like that group that sits over there. I don't like that group over there. I don't like... Look at all this stuff. What's the next excuse going to be? Don't work at work, though, does it? It don't work at work, though, does it? Let's pray. Father God in heaven, help us, Lord. Get rid of the junk, Lord. Holy Spirit of God, please, the vine dresser, Father God in heaven, Abba, Father, if there's things in us that you don't want there, clean it out, Lord. Clean it out, Lord. Is it an attitude? Is it an addiction? Are we looking at things we shouldn't? Are we looking at people? Are we, are we talking behind the scenes to some girl or some guy? Because they understand me. No, they don't. It's a lie, Lord. Help us. Protect us, Lord. God, fear is ravaging our church. Fear is ravaging the church. Jealousy, bitterness, envy. All is enemies, all is of the flesh, all is enemies of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Lord, please forgive us, God. Create in us a new heart, a clean heart, Lord God. Create in us a passion, create in us a hunger, create in us a pursuit, a desire to run after you with the same energy that we run after useless things, Lord. God, help us be as passionate about Jesus as we are about elephants and tigers. How foolish are we, God? So silly in Jesus' name. Amen.